0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trilificent, bringing you some LGBT-focused discussion that I think we can all relate to because we're all just people. As always, you guys can check out GaySideStories.com for more information. Uh, interact on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's at GaySideStories. TheGaySideStories.Tumblr.com and GaySideStories at Gmail.com. If you're not already, make sure that you guys are subscribing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music or Stitcher. Do me a huge favor. And if you're in iTunes at any point, just, you know, tip on over and leave a a review. Five stars, please. Um, Leave comments on SoundCloud. I do read those whenever they come through. Also, make sure that you guys are sharing this podcast. If you're enjoying it, share it with other people. Retweet the links, you know, put it on your Facebook, whatever the case may be, help get the word out and, and reach more people. Um, I want to do a few shout outs before I get into the meat of the show. Uh, first shout out is to the Caucasian listener. And he did make sure that I knew that he was Caucasian. Uh, that emailed saying that they enjoy the show. It's entertaining and informative. Uh, that's been a big focus for me in doing this show is not just to try to be funny or just solely entertaining but also provide a message behind the discussion and behind these stories it's not you know something deeper than just hey you know here i am and on this day i was gay and i did these gay things you know haha i said it in a funny way you know i that's all good you know we 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 take things in better when it's entertaining, especially, you know, in this medium, this format, but I'm glad that there are people that are appreciating the messages and not just this, uh, email that I got, but also everyone who's been showing love on Twitter and Instagram, you know, the past few episodes have been amazing with my guests, shout out to all of them. Um, the big boy episode, you know, got a lot of love. I think that discussion was necessary and it was a good discussion. So shout out to again, shout out to my guests for that and shout out to future guests. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about on the podcast and a lot of people have been raising their hands saying, pick me. I would love to be on the show and do this conversation with you. That again, I think I said this before, but it's been overwhelming. I did not ever expect so much um, interest in doing the show and talking about different things. So I'm glad that. I'm getting that feedback and that interest. Um, the next shout out is: I want to do a special shout out to podcasts and their hosts that go out of their way to support other podcasts. Um, now, this is not any kind of shade or anything. This is just an observation that I've um, had. But there are, you know, certain podcasts and podcasters and. A lot of people, you know, that use the hashtags, the Paws and Color or the Pardon Family that, you know, help get the word out for your show. They retweet your links and all of that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do a couple of shout outs um, on that. The first one is uh, the John Effect podcast. Um, He's been really supportive since we've kind of discovered each other, you know, and retweeting and everything. And I'm actually looking forward to doing some kind of collaboration in the future. I think that'll be awesome. Um next shout out is to the Outline with Kevin DeWayne. Um you know, he's been doing the same thing and I'm I'm a big fan of his podcast. I've listened since almost the beginning. I'm really bad with that stuff, but I've been keeping up with him. Um and I actually have a topic discussion in mind that I think would be really awesome for us to do, but we'll see what happens cuz I don't really know him like that. <laughs> um also the Petty by Nature podcast, those ladies there and the new podcast "Shuffle and Repeat" with DJ Sir Daniel. So you guys check out those podcasts if you're not already listening to them. And you know, again, shout out to them for being supportive. I try to do the same thing, and I think that there's no reason that we can't support each other. And as I've I heard it, and I repeat it all the time because it applies. There's enough grits out here for everyone to eat, all right? So, moving right along, the School & Life segment for this week goes to Netflix. Now, Netflix has been knocking it out of the motherfucking park this month in particular. I think they have released a new season of one of their original shows like every week, and they still have one more to go, I believe, House of Cards, new season, season five, I think? That's coming out on the 30th. So I think by the time you guys hear this, it should be out. Um, so I've gotten on Netflix and I started with uh, season three of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think I'm about five episodes in. I love the show. Uh, I genuinely, genuinely, I generally watch for Titus. He just, he's just entertaining. Shout out to Titus Burgess, uh, that character and that actor, that voice, you know, is just, I love it. So I watch, uh, and I've also gone back and I have been binge watching, um, the old show, the USA show burn notice. Now, if you guys don't know about burn notice, burn notice is a spy show. It's about a guy who's a spy and then he gets like blacklisted while he's in the middle of doing his job. And then he's working, trying to figure out who, Blacklisted him. Why? How he can undo it? And he's stuck in Miami. He's doing odd jobs for people, helping people, you know, to keep the lights on. I love that show. I love the technology. I I just the the pace of it. Everything about that show I love. And I just randomly wanted to watch it. And when I was scrolling through Netflix looking for something to watch while I was sitting here with some food that I probably should not have been eating. I saw it and I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this again. I'm going to give it another go. So i am started from season one, episode one. Actually, I think I'm in season two now. Uh, the the seasons were shorter than I realized they were in the beginning, but I'm enjoying that. And that is my school in life. That's what's been getting me through the week. Or in, in particular, for Burn Notice, getting me through my Memorial Day. So with that being said, I hope everyone had an awesome Memorial Day. I hope you did all the things you wanted to do, whether it was rest, whether it was go shake your ass, drink Henny, eat barbecue or whatever you eat at the cookout. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys also took a moment to say thank you to all of the service people who gave their lives in the line of duty. Um, so with that being said, let's move on to the meat of the show. So this week, um, I didn't really have a topic. Um, I, have a, I have a list of topics of things that I wanna discuss, but some of them have been jammed up because people have said, hey, I wanna, you know, I would love to guest or I wanna guest, or I've asked people, hey, I have this topic, do you wanna uh, guest host? So trying to coordinate schedules with those things that's really kind of been more of my focus. So for this week, I was drawing a blank like, well, what the hell am I going to talk about this week? Especially I don't have a guest this week. It's just me again. So I thought it would be good to do an episode, a full Trill Minds episode. Now, Trill Minds is the blog that goes with the show where I pick out um, LGBT news and I write a little write up about it. I get, provide the link of where I got it. Um, But I haven't done it, I want to say, probably in the last three episodes because I've had a guest. So I've been changing the format depending on the topic and the guests. And I've been kind of consistently leaving the trail mines out. But I wanted to give some shine to it because I think it's important. There's you know things going on and there's so much going on. Sometimes it can be hard to keep up with and with you know 45 and all of the shenanigans going on with that sometimes we may miss some of these stories so I'm going to do about I want to say about eight stories and we'll just see what's going on in the world what's been going on now these stories range probably from today maybe back a couple of months maybe like from March so let's go let's start with the first one first story i saw on it was on gay star news and the headline read racism is a big problem in the gay community survey finds i mean water is wet thank you for pointing out the obvious i suppose but let's you know let's dig a little deeper so this article says that over 850 black white Asian, South Asian, Arab, and mixed-race gay men participated in a survey by the FACT site where they shared their thoughts on race in the gay community. The survey found that 80% of black men, 79% of Asian men, 75% of South Asian men, 64% of mixed-race men, and 100% of Arab men have experienced some form of racism in the community whether it be getting called racial slurs on the dating apps or just feeling ignored by others in the community. The vast majority of gay men of color have seen these issues firsthand. Again, water is wet, but, you know, thanks for highlighting this. So it also says 63 percent of black and Asian men said racism is a bigger issue to them than homophobia. Let me say that again. 63% of the men that participated in this survey said that racism is a bigger issue to them than homophobia. Let that sink in friends in 2017. And then it goes on to say, there's a quote here from Ishan is a 35-year-old from London. He said, "Let's not forget that racism isn't just white versus others. I frequently hear Asians disliking black guys or even each other. Often we stereotype ourselves. Now, if that ain't the motherfucking truth, there, I don't know what is." Um, he hit the nail on the head with that one. Further, says. Many gay men of color have noticed the disturbing trend of casual racism on dating apps like Grindr. Numerous profiles on the app state racial preferences such as whites only, no blacks, or even things like no chocolate, rice, or spice. Now, I know I've said this in an earlier episode because I've seen profiles on Grindr where they're like no rice, no spice. And it's just it's just I mean, beyond being raggedy and tactless it's just so ugly. This is for black men in particular. They are often stereotyped and fetishized based on penis size. (laughs) 82% of black men who responded to the survey said they've personally felt objectified by white gay men. I feel like that part of Mean Girls where they were like, you know, if you've been victimized by Regina George, you know, raise your hand. And everybody, even the teacher, raised her hand. And it's like, if you're black and you've been stereotyped, or fetishized by white men raise your hand and according to this 82 percent of black men will be raising their hands right now the article goes on with quotes from survey participants about racism in club settings too so i know that this has been a big thing you know racial tension has been something else now granted this is like a worldwide phenomenon like racism is not just confined to the united states it's a worldwide crisis. Um, and it's just, it's sad that even with even being in a marginalized group, you're still being marginalized even further by people in that same group. Like you would think that in this community you would be safe and you wouldn't have to worry about those types of things, but it is what it is. Um, I want to, I have a thought on that and this, I don't know how this would be taken, but this is my personal opinion. Now I am not of the mindset that of trying to get white men to change how they feel about you or to love you or like you or anything like that, because I'm a strong proponent that you cannot force a sexual attraction. But what I do say is you do not have to be so callous and ugly in stating your quote unquote preference. You don't have to to reduce an entire an an entire group of people to rice there's so much more uh, from the asian community than just rice and the same with the the latino community like to reduce everyone into just spice and you know who knows what they call black because we just get (laughs) all kinds of stuff I do think that it is odd and problematic for you to stand up and say, oh, I don't want any black men. There's no black men on this whole earth that I find attractive or Asian men or Indian men or whatever the case may be. Yeah, if I see that on your profile, I'm going to look at it sideways, but I'm going to keep it pushing because I'm just going to be like, I mean, if you say so. You can't force a a sexual attraction but again you don't have to be so raggedy about it you guys let me know what you think about this i mean again this is i mean water is wet we already knew that there's racism in this community so the next story says ha another thing about race or race adjacent this prod festival is facing backlash after hiring a blackface performer I saw this also on Gay Star News. All right. Stay with me on this one. The United Kingdom's Durham Pride Festival is facing backlash after booking a white. <laughs> sorry. A white Beyonce impersonator to perform. I, oh God bless America. Y'all just not even America. God bless whatever the United Kingdom. Mm. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Okay. It says, Leanne Harper is a white performance artist who applies dark makeup to her face in order to look more like Beyonce. Uh huh. Harper's act, Beyonce, and that's B-E-E, which girl, has been promoted on official flyers for the Pride event on social media and as one of the main performance acts. Many, of course, on social media have expressed anger On Durham Pride's Facebook event page, Harper replied defensively to the criticism. Durham Pride defended their decision on Twitter by claiming that they're working with an anti-racist charity that does not consider the act to be blackface. I have to push pause because if you are white and you are putting on makeup in order to look like you are not white, thats absolutely. is abso-fucking-lutely blackface save this bullshit ass excuse for someone who gives a fuck because you're not convincing anybody that this is not black you are white you can be beyonce and get up there with your white ass face and perform we're going to know that you're beyonce bitch because you perform in beyonce songs you don't need to put on dark makeup just anyway It says eventually the organizers of Durham pride decided to cancel Harper's act, which was smart. Although the damage I'm sure was already done. While some were happy with this decision, others considered it political correctness going mad. Now I read the little Facebook thing there. And first of all, this whole, Oh, everybody's too sensitive and blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Y'all sound ridiculous. Because when it's something that affects you directly, you'll be the first one standing up talking about you're offended. And let people be offended. Like There is nothing wrong with moving forward and learning that certain things are offensive to people. Just because it wasn't offensive in 1996, that does not mean that it wasn't offensive then. And that it can't be considered offensive now. People are not sensitive. They just don't want to be fucking disrespected. They don't want to be treated like trash. And they don't want to be talked about like trash. They don't want their heritage to be worn as a goddamn costume. They don't want their celebrities to be impersonated by white people with fucking makeup on their face. It's 2017. Get with the fucking program. The last thing said. Some said Durham Pride's eventual decision wasn't enough, as the organizers apparently blocked people on Facebook and Twitter who complained about it in the first place. So apparently, uh, Durham Pride went about this all wrong, and I'm sure they deserved the every flaming tweet and Facebook post that they got because this was just this was just stupid, and to Leanne Harper. You need your ass kicked because there is no reason why, again, in 20 the fuck 17, you should even have it in your brain to stand up and say, I'm going to be a Beyonce impersonator by putting on dark makeup again. Beyonce has so many signifying things. You don't need to try to change your skin tone for people to know that you are being Beyonce if you feel that strongly about it, that people would not know that you're a Beyonce without the makeup, be somebody the fuck else then. I don't even know why that needs to be said. Anyway, let's move on to the next story. Next story says, man on PrEP test positive for HIV in Australia. And good luck everybody. No. Um, it says a person taking the HIV preventative drug prep in Melbourne, sorry, has become HIV positive. The Victorian AIDS Council said there were two possible reasons for why he uh, contracted the disease. Sorry, there's, I don't know. If the, uh, good luck to you, sir. Said so the first reason is that he was not Adherent to his prep regimen, which was my first thought, basically saying that he wasn't taking his medicine on time and on schedule like he was supposed to be doing. The second one says he might have come in contact with the person living with HIV who had a detectable viral load together with the strain of the virus that is resistant to prep medication. The second possibility, it could happen, but it would be extremely rare that they might acquire the viral strain of HIV. Um, It says there have been no reported occurrences of widespread PrEP failure here or around the world where in many locations PrEP is approved and uh, subsidized. The vast majority of people taking PrEP in this country, which would be Australia, and around the world continue to be protected by this powerful HIV prevention tool. Globally, there has only been three cases of a person uh, contracting the disease while on PrEP. The diagnosis in Melbourne is the fourth. So the Victorian AIDS Council says, uh, Simon Ruth says that it's important to consider all options when it comes to HIV prevention. So again, my first thought was that this person who contracted HIV, even being on PrEP, they must not have been taking their medicine the way they were supposed to. And then I wonder if that's the case, would they ever be truthful about it? Because now you're in a position where it's like, I'm on PrEP and I'm supposed to have been on PrEP and I haven't been taking the medicine and then I got HIV. And that just seems like, it seems like that would be a position where the person would not want to admit the truth for whatever reason, a myriad of reasons, possibly. Um, I would say again, with all things, prep is a medication. I think that it's a good medication. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it, but I also believe that just because you're on prep, that does not give you a license to just be reckless. You know, you still need to follow other prevention, uh, Other ways of of, and methods of prevention. If that is your goal. Um, And the reason why I say that is because I've had situations where someone's like, I want to fuck you raw. So you need to get on prep. And it's like, that's actually not how this works. First of all, I decide if I want to be on prep, not you and certainly not your dick because you want to fuck raw, even though you're positive. I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying you cannot force anybody or try to tell somebody you need to be on prep because this, I want to do this specific act. That's, that's not cool. Don't do that to people. Um, as far as this situation, I mean, four cases out of however many people are on prep. And again, this seems a little sketchy. It seems like they don't really have all the answers and maybe this person is not being truthful about whether or not they were taking their medicine. If they were, and they still contracted it, you know, and there's some kind of super strain that's resistant to prep, then I do want them to get to the bottom of it. So hopefully the person is being honest about what's going on or what had been going on and whether or not they were taking them the medicine the way they were supposed to be. Let's move on to the next story. Excuse me. says trans woman strangled to death after drag show in honduras i saw this a couple of weeks ago and i meant to uh write it up and everything but i just i'm trash so whatever anyway uh says r.i.p sherilyn ladiva montoya so this trans woman she's a trans woman who also performed in drag she was strangled to death in honduras she was discovered wrapped in sacks in a small alley in the northern part of the capital on April 4th. She was only 29, y'all, 29 years old, just out here trying to live and, and was strangled. Known as La Diva, she had gone missing after appearing at her show Divas, Divas and Drag, sorry, the previous weekend. Her body was discovered in the alley next to a gas station. Um... And here, we, it was a quote in the article as well. It says, what is happening in Honduras still does not have a name. It is simply savagery in the extreme expression of evil and lack of respect for life. Um, again, RIP to Sherilyn, LaDiva, Montoya. I, you know, I think I've said this, I don't know if I've said it on the show or if it was just in a conversation I was having with someone, But these past few years with more visibility, not saying that it's new, but the visibility has been bigger. It just really feels like it's open season on trans people, specifically trans women, and specifically trans women of color. And I just don't understand. These people are not hurting anyone. They are just out here trying to live their true, authentic, and best lives. And for you to Feel like you have the right to take their life from them because you don't like what they're doing. You don't agree or you have some other kind of internalized bullshit going on. Like it does not give you the right to take someone's life. And this community, you know, the gays and the lesbians and the bisexuals and everyone else who is under that umbrella. We need to stand up and we need to speak for our fallen sisters and maybe even brothers. I I don't I don't I've never seen a story of a trans man being killed, but that does not mean it doesn't happen. Uh overall trans men are not as visible. It's always about trans women, and I'm sure there's a reason behind that, but I I'm not going to get into that right now. What I will say is with with the way things are again, those of us who are cisgendered or you know basically we don't identify as transgender we have a level of privilege and we need to stand up and speak for them and fight for them because there's no reason for trans people to be murdered at the rates that they are it's ridiculous and i just don't understand it and i it makes me sad and um I don't even know what else to say. So R.I.P. to Sherilyn, you know, you or Sherilyn, you you deserved better. You deserved to be able to live your life the way that you see fit because no one else can tell you how you're supposed to live your life. Twenty nine years old, y'all. Twenty nine. And I don't even have the stats, but this is this has to be at least the sixth article this year that I've seen of a trans woman being killed. And I'm sure there are more and I probably haven't seen them. If you have trans people in your life, trans women specifically, love them, support them, fight for them, because this is crazy. You just never know. All right. That was kind of sad and morbid, but it's life it you know it's all part of life unfortunately especially in this case so the next article says four men who allegedly posed as gay on grinder to assault and rob people were charged with hate crimes you know let, let me let me read let me read some points from the article and then I'll get into it Since four Texas men have been charged with hate crimes after allegedly using the gay app Grindr to find men to assault and rob. Between January and February, the men allegedly used the hookup app to pose as gay and arranged to meet four victims at their homes in Plano, Frisco, and Aubrey, north of Dallas. It says, upon entering the victim's home, the defendants assaulted the victim, restrained the victim with tape, and made derogatory statements about the victim being gay. The men allegedly carried guns during their crime spree, robbing their victims of goods and cars. The men have also been charged with conspiracy, kidnapping, carjacking, and possession of a firearm while committing their crimes. The hate crime charges alone carry a maximum penalty of life in prison and a $250,000 fine. And I did write about this uh, on the Trill Minds blog, and I believe the title was just throw the throw away the key, lock them up under the jail and throw away the key, because this is ridiculous. To go on Grinder And pose as gay so that you can rob people is just I don't even know what to say about that. You have to be one despicable, raggedy, just hateful ass bitch motherfucker to go through all of those hoops to find somebody to rob, preying on gay men's, whatever, their loneliness, or, you know, they're just humanness trying to find something to, you know, bust a nut or whatever the case may be. Just living their life, not bothering anybody. You are going into their space. Our space, really. Let me clean that up because I'm acting like I'm still reading it and not. But you are coming into our space. And, and this happens often. We've seen things where non-gay people or whatever the case may be come into our spaces trying to raise hell. And it's like it's similar to white people coming into black people or other Uh, ethnicity spaces like we have created a space for ourselves why are you coming into it the whole reason we have this space is so that we don't have to mingle that way and for you to get on here and specifically seek out men and then go to their houses and rob them and pistol whip them and call them names or whatever else you're doing you deserve to be in jail you deserve that maximum penalty you deserve everything that you get and i hope that you get it but at the same time, this is Texas, and sadly, it's almost kind of like you have to. You feel like you have you you are taking what you can get just from them being charged with a hate crime to begin with, because we've seen in the media where something is blatantly a a hate crime, and somehow they finagle their way out of it out of it. So hopefully. All of the charges stick, but specifically the hate crime charges stick, because I just can't I can't even fathom what the hell is going through your head that you would go through all of this trouble to specifically rob gay men. Like if you just want to rob some people, you don't have to do all this. You break in, You can break into anybody's fucking house. You don't have to get on the app and pretend to be gay and go through all those trials and tribulations and the rigmarole of going through and i guess i assume either meeting or hooking up you know meeting for like a date situation or just you know to talk as friends or a hookup situation which is probably more likely but whatever it doesn't matter you're going through all of this so that you can rob and call somebody some inflammatory names to their face it makes no sense you don't deserve to be out here with us you don't deserve to be out here with other straight people you don't deserve to be out here with anybody you don't deserve to be out here with the roaches you deserve to be in that goddamn jail rotting and i hope that's what y'all get so let's move on the next story buzzfeed threw its first queer prom and it was seriously beautiful now i mean this is buzzfeed's writing about themselves but whatever i did think that this was awesome Since they threw an inclusive queer prom, it was attended by high school seniors and celebrities in order to create more safe uh, celebratory spaces for the community. And what did I just say? What did I just say about creating safe spaces for ourselves? After receiving thousands of nationwide submissions from high school seniors, they flew out eight teens. The 2017 prom court is what they called them to attend the inaugural queer prom. Special guests of honor included the iconic Adam Lambert. Mm. Is Adam Lambert iconic? Mm. I mean, and that's no shade. Like, I I mean, I don't say I like Adam Lambert. He has some songs that I like, but is he iconic? Okay, sure, whatever. He officiated the crowning ceremony. The fiercely talented Ev- Evan Rachel Wood of Westworld, she received a special honor that evening. And Mean Girls is Daniel Francesi? I'm not sure how to say his last name, but basically, um he was um oh, I can't believe I just forgot his name. Um God he, I mean, he was the gay guy in Mean Girls. Was it Damien? I believe his name was Damien. And he was also, if you guys didn't see him, he was in uh, I want to say season two of the HBO show Looking, which is now uh, Cancelled, And I think they ended it with a movie. Uh, he was also in that. I like him. Um, he was there with his very skinny fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not say that. I didn't mean that. He's there with his fiance and they closed the ceremony. And there were, I saw some pictures like those guys from Pentatonix were there. There was a, a big thing. So I thought that this was a very, number one it was a happy story given the stuff that I've chosen. But I thought that, you know, have to give BuzzFeed their props for doing this, um, because they didn't have to, and to fly some people from wherever in the country and just give them a prom where they can just be themselves and they're surrounded by nothing but people like them and then sprinkled in or just, you know, some allies. Because you look at prom season and then it's always such a big deal about, oh, these two boys went to prom together or these two girls went to prom together or these people can't go to prom because their school is whatever, their school is, is hating. Um, so to see this, a specific queer prom and they brought celebrities and they they had this big thing and it looks like they had an awesome time. I thought that this was really good. Shout out to BuzzFeed for doing this. I look forward to, to them continuing to do it. Hopefully, you know, they said this is the inaugural one. So next year, hopefully we get another one. And again, it's all about helping people in this community feel safe, building safe spaces. And especially for young people, you know, these teenagers, people going to prom because you just never know what they're going through. You never know what it may mean to them to be able to have that memory that there was a prom that was specifically queer that I went to and it was amazing. It was awesome. And I didn't have to worry about showing up with the date. And people looking at me some kind of way, looking at us some kind of way or being mean or whatever the case may be. So, again, shout out to BuzzFeed and, and all of the celebrities that went and made that a big thing. Next story. Excuse me. It says two victims run down in Montrose may have been targeted. Now Montrose is a street in an area in Houston, Texas. So this one really hit close to home. Uh, this was, uh, it was about two months ago. This is the Houston Police Department is on the hunt for suspects involved with running down an award-winning executive chef and another man in the Montrose area. Houston police confirm that at least one of the victims has refused to cooperate with investigators, making the investigation difficult. Both victims have been released from the hospital. Now, witnesses indicate that there were two, as in two cars. The quote says, There were two cars. It looked like the red SUV swerved on purpose to hit one guy. Then the curve drive I'm uh, sorry, then the car drives right at the next guy. The witness explains that the men were not in the street, but were standing in an empty space between two cars. Another uh, witness says, right after the red car hit the men, a black BMW drove up. The the, The occupants of both of the cars seemed to cheer loudly. And they said that that was the second hit and run at the same location in a week. Now, people who are familiar with Houston and familiar with Montrose know that Montrose is a very gay friendly area. There's like a lot of the bars and clubs are in that area. Um, There's just a lot of, of gay friendly stuff there. It's supposed to be again, the same thing I've talked about two, three times already. It's supposed to be a safe space for the community, for gay men And I don't I don't even know what would possess you to want to go and run some people over like the blatant disregard for life when it comes to people in this community. I just it baffles me. And then you're just going to randomly come up and run these men over. They're not in the street. They're not bothering anybody. They're not doing anything. So why would you do this? And to add to it, and then I'm just, I'm wondering why, why, uh, why one, one of the victims, why he's not cooperating. I wonder if there's a situation there where they are not out because I did read, they, they had the names in the article, but then they also put that they suspected one of the names was fake. So I'm wondering if this person, if he's just not wanting to be associated with this, if he's trying to hide his identity because he's trying to continue hiding his sexuality if that's the case or he just doesn't want to be involved but i think that that in itself is sad that for whatever reason you're trying not to be involved in this and it's hurting the investigation to the point where they cannot figure out who did this and for this to be the second time that it's happened in the same area i just i don't get it again why can't gay men lesbian women or whoever why can't we just go out and and live we're not bothering anybody can you imagine you just out you went to the club and you out you're standing between some cars you just talking to your friend or talking to your man or your woman or whatever the case may be and some ignorant ass bitch comes and hits you with a fucking car just for being there just for living existing i don't get it i do not get it I hope that they find these people. I hope that they get justice. Um, I just, I I don't get it, you know. And for for my fellow Houstonity, I cannot speak tonight. Wow. My fellow Houstonians who are in the area, you know, be be careful in Montrose because (laughs) needless to say, you never really know what could happen, but apparently, you know, somebody's out here, you know, playing crazy taxi and shit and, not wanting you to go out and have a good time and I just mm, be safe, everyone, be safe. So let's move on to the next story. This one says France takes in first gay refugee from Chechnya. I saw this on LGBTQNation.com. It says in April the Russian newspaper. Ooh, I don't even want to try to butcher this. Uh, Novaya Gazeta. Hmm. I'm not sure how you say that in, uh, how you say that anyway, revealed that around a hundred gay and bisexual men in Chechnya, a federal subject of Russia were being held in secret detention centers. Um, I've seen this and I've kind of been keeping up with this. I just, I mean, it looks like, and I could be wrong because I, I've I've kept an eye on it, but I haven't, Really dug deeper into the story, but it looks like concentration camps for gays. I just, that's what it looks like. Anyway, it says in the ensuing weeks, more reporting showed that homophobic repression was rampant in the country, while Chechen leader Ramzan hmm. Kadyrov. Kadyrov, Ooh, I am really bad at this. I should have practiced these names. He's denied the existence of gay people in (laughs) Chechnya. Wow. Really, sis? Denying the existence of gay people in the whole damn country. And then Putin of Russia has promised an investigation into the reports. Joel Dumire, president of French LGBTQ rights organization SOS Homophobe, was not satisfied with that response. Quote, Mr. Putin has said that he has started an investigation. That is not true. That there is no violence or murder of gay people. That's completely false. We have concrete proof. proof. We can no longer accept this discourse of denial from Russia against gay people. He also pointed out that the refugee arrived during Putin's first meeting with France's President Emmanuel Macron. Several weeks ago, A Russian LGBT activist said that the U.S. was denying gay Chechen refugees visas. (sighs) You know, I'm not even going to touch on the part about the U.S. because we already know that the United States at this point run with this administration is a goddamn shit show. So I won't even I won't even get into that. But shout out to France for providing refuge for these men. Um, I assume that it's men. I don't see anything about women. Well, it says gay people. So it could be men and women and, you know, whatever else uh, in the spectrum. It's hard to tell from the story, but shout out to friends for providing that refuge. I don't even, I don't even understand how in 2017, we're at a point where it's almost like, um, I don't know if you, if anyone's seen the movie V for Vendetta and the story of the woman, the lesbian woman who was living with her partner and then shit went to hell and they were rounding up all of the, basically the, what they considered the degenerates and put them in what looked like, you know, something like a concentration camp you know, torturing the people and doing all that kind of, that's what it sounds like. And, you know, first of all, my heart goes out to anyone dealing with this. I don't even know how you can go from just living, you trying to live your life, uh, just trying to live, not bothering nobody, not doing anything and to have your freedom stolen from you. And then who knows what's happening to them, at these, these facilities or places, these detention centers, what they like to call them. Why is this a thing? Why is, why is this a thing? I don't get it. is, Is it just, I mean, the hate is that strong that you feel like you are entitled to do this to people, to just, to just treat people like this. I don't get it. It goes back to the same thing, you know, trying to have safe spaces and. But again, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have my liberty taken from me solely because I am gay for something that I can't even control. I don't you know, this has been said many times, but I'm going to say it again because I am going to say it again and it applies, but. I don't remember the day when someone hand when they, you know, when I got my matrix treatment and they were like, if you take the red pill, you're going to be a gay ass motherfucker. If you take the blue pill, then you just be regular. I don't remember that day. I don't remember the cosmic scantron coming down and, you know, someone handed me a number two pencil and saying, now you bubbly and bitch, is it going to be gay or is it going to be straight or is it going to be something else? knowing what we know about this quote unquote, which I hate this terminology, the lifestyle choosing to live freely and be who you are and embrace it and all of the stigma that comes with it. I mean, I just, it's bad enough to have to deal with that. But to be in a situation where someone says, you know what, you don't have the right to live and we are gonna round y'all up. I just, again, my heart goes out to them and shout out to France for pushing the issue and trying to get them to do an investigation and, and welcoming these people with open arms because I can't even, imma- I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. Wow. Oh, wow. All right. Last story. Ooh, this was a good one. Tim Cook and 13 tech CEOs confront Texas on bathroom bills. Now, you guys know I live in Houston, Houston, Texas, and I will be the first to stand up and say Texas is trash. Like, (laughs) Texas is trash. Texas is such a ass backward state. I do not get it. Texas is such a fake conservative state because you come here and they all talking about, oh, we conservative and blah, 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 the family and all this other bullshit. But, you know, I just, I don't get it. You know, Texas is the same place you can come Like you come to Houston And there's like a sex shop on every other corner So it's like y'all Y'all are not that damn conservative you just hateful You know, it's a hateful state It is a hateful state, you know um, Anyway, I saw this on The Advocate And it says Although the legislative session in Texas ends today uh, I, This I saw uh, was t- Actually this story is from today, the 29th So the legislative session in Texas ends today Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick called on Friday for a special session devoted solely to passing his anti-transgender law. It would ban transgender people from using the bathroom that matches their gender identity, among other forms of discrimination in locker rooms and more. Now Governor Greg Abbott, we be jurors, must decide whether to call lawmakers into session. The CEOs, you know, I already said Tim Cook from Apple, but also uh, from Facebook, Amazon, the Celanese Corp, Cisco, Dell, Gearbox, GSDNM, Hewlett Packard, IBM, Microsoft, Salesforce, and Silicon Labs have all advised against any move that limits rights for transgender people. They describe themselves as large employers in the state that are gravely concerned that any such legislation would deeply tarnish uh, Texas's reputation as open and friendly to businesses and families. Now, this is written very nicely because I've never heard of Texas having no reputation for being open and friendly to businesses and families unless you are cis and white and heterosexual. But, you know, whatever. The Texas Tribune reports that Abbott will decide this week whether to call a special session, which might not include a bathroom bill on the agenda. Abbott promised a special session would only be on the topics that I choose at the time of my of cho- <laughs> the time of my choosing. So basically, he was like, you know, I, I, it's going to be a I said what I said when I decide what I'm gonna say. Now again, Texas is trash. We know this, and I don't know why. Texas Texas lawmakers, I should say, are so adamant about passing these laws. I, I just, like Texas is, but again, Texas is the same state that wants to let people carry weapons on college campuses. Texas is, I don't even know what to say about this goddamn raggedy ass state. I just, I don't get it. The transgender people are not bothering anybody. They just want to go to the bathroom. They just want to pee or shit or whatever they need to do in the bathroom and go on about their lives, just like you. Why you feel like you need to try to, to force them? And I don't even get what this bill is supposed to do. So what, you're telling the people they have to go into the bathroom, not the the opposite bathroom of what their gender identity is. How is that going to work? So if you got a trans woman, you're going to force her to go to a men's restroom because, because that's going to be safe for her, right? Or not go to public bathrooms at all and locker rooms and all. I just, I don't, these people are not hurting anybody. Trans people are not, they're not hurting anybody. They are just trying to live. It's already hard enough living as a trans person, especially if you're not what they call passable. And now you're just like, I can't even go pee where I want to pee. I just want to pee. I had too much strawberry lemonade. And I need to relieve myself. That is it. And I'm gone about my goddamn day. I just, I don't, I don't have no words for this state. You know, like I said, I just, the South is trash. I mean, you know, the United States is trash. Let me not even... This specific bill is about Texas, so I can I'm gonna say it. I live here. Texas is trash, but you know, like I said, the United States is trash. And good luck, everybody. I hope that this bill does not pass. And shout out to these companies, you know, Facebook and Apple and Microsoft and Hewlett Packard for standing up and saying, look, now we don't know what the intentions are, but I'm gonna take it at face value for the time being shout out to them for standing up and say, you're not, what you're not going to do is be discriminating against people. Like we trying to do business. We don't have time for the bull I don't know what y'all doing in Austin, but you need to get your goddamn shit together. Um, and we've seen this, you know, North Carolina has tried to do shit like this and we see what happened there. Immediately companies started pulling out and like, well, you ain't going to get no more of our dollars. Same thing happened in Arizona. So I can't even imagine what it would be like in Texas. But you know what? At the same time, I feel like a lot of Texans who believe this kind of who believe in this kind of stuff would be like, oh, fuck them. We don't need them because, you know, a lot of Texans feel like, you know, Texas can secede and be its own nation. And it's just like, calm down because y'all don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing just because we have a lot of oil refineries and things of that nature. Like calm the hell down and get your shit together. So I think that that will wrap up this episode. I hope you guys uh, stay tuned and stuck with me. I know it's not the usual format, but again, I, I thought that it would be good to highlight some of these stories, some things that you may have heard of, some things that you may not have heard of and get the dialogue going, especially, you know, some of these stories about the transgender people, about, Uh, You know them being killed or being discriminated against You know we got these people going on These apps that are supposed to be for us As gay men and they're going on there And doing whatever the hell And trying to rob and and steal And maybe worse You know Um, Basically what I want to say Is keep an eye out For what's going on in the news Specifically for our community Because a lot of this stuff You're not going to see on your nightly news You're not going to see Uh, wherever you get your usual news, you may see it on Tumblr or Facebook, but it's not going to, it's not always going to get the national attention of other stories. And we need to be aware of what's going on with our, with our family, with our brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever you want to call people in the community. We need to be aware of what's going on. We need to know what's happening and we need to know where we need to stand up, where we need to show up, where we need to fight. All right so with that being said you guys thank you thank you thank you for joining me i hope you guys stay tuned i hope you share this with someone please do uh make sure that you guys are checking out the sounds of the stories playlist on the soundcloud uh and i think that's it as always you know what do i say every week when i close this show protect your walls or they will crumble and i am